The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to New Dimensions with your host, Rev. Nicholas Barrett. Our identities are not labels identifying who we are to others. Rather, they are found in God's riches, His likeness and character. We can discover our true selves and live the way He has intended for us to live. Now, here is Rev. Nicholas Barrett. Good morning. It's Wednesday, 8 a.m. Pacific, Los Angeles time, wherever you are in the world. Welcome. It may be morning, it may be evening, it may even be Thursday where you are. We have the one commonality of, of joining the show. This is a brand new show. It's a brand new day. We've never been in this time and space before, but something stimulated us, and I believe it's divine intention for us to listen in and take this time together to stimulate, to stimulate the mind that can explore deeper, to stimulate the mind that a lot of things that are unseen are things that are really very, very, that affect our lives, things that are not seen. God really spoke to me about this episode. It was going to be originally titled Container to Change, but I'm thinking unless we change this container, we're taking the same container to the thing we think is going to be change. You know, what's really been on my mind right now, this is a universal problem. Wherever we're listening in whichever of the countries, we have up to 3.4 million people could be listening to the show, or maybe one person is listening to the show. It doesn't really matter. We're all focused on bad news. And I'm going to go through this. The show is titled Adversity. We're approaching the festive season and worldwide more people turn to acknowledge love, to acknowledge all that God's done in their lives, what he has done, what he will be doing and what he is is now currently doing. But this season can mean a lot of different things for people. It can mean various circumstances. It can mean sadness and loss, hopelessness, loneliness and despair broken homes, abusive parents, disappointments that have left a scar in our heart. So when we focus on the season of love, the season of giving, very often that triggers the season of lack, the season of, of, of scarcity, the season of just of some very negative things that hash up. Sadness is really in the air and it's We've become, I know these things are really are really strong and really heavy in people's hearts, and I, I know that. I'm not trying to dispel what you've been through that could have been, I, I don't know your particular circumstance, but God does. I don't know your hardship, but I know, I, I know they're very tough. But really, the enemy of this world, which is negative and dark, and I explained to you, you've got a positive cord, which is love, which is God, and negativity, which is the enemy. We're even promised this that you know our battle is not against ourselves, but of of you know powers of, of rulers, authorities, and powers of darkness in this world. And what that really means is it can mean terrorist organizations, it can mean crime organizations. They are purveyors of darkness because it's the total opposite of love. God is is pure love, so all of that means is that's creation, that's restoration. 
that's making new, just like leaves fall down in the, in the autumn or fall, and then they arise again in the springtime. What dies is constantly being renewed, just like the water. As I explained in our bodies, it changes every six weeks. You know, our skin cells are constantly dying to make way for new ones, and they're constantly changing. So renewal is in that. But when we let the darkness rule, it becomes part of our life. It becomes part of our adversity. We're all a product of adversity. It's, it's impossible to separate ourselves. The world uh, is an adversity. It can take many forms in our lives. We can be born in a war zone. I know I'm speaking worldwide on this show. It can be an abusive parent, a disability in your body that has made everyday life just the things we automatically do if we're fully functional. It can, maybe we can't do them. Maybe we're invalided. Maybe we're in a wheelchair. But those things become very real. They become our adversity. And when they consume, and this is what I'm really going to call it, when it, it's what we focus on becomes either life or death in our lives. Words, they can either bring life or they can bring destruction. They can bring death. That adversity becomes our entire life. It keeps us prisoner to it because it sets that limitation with our thinking and with our thinking becomes our limitation with our doing. Because it's only our present focus that ultimately will determine our future destination. What we focus on, in essence, will be our lives. When we look at humanity, it creates adversity in its, in its separated state from God when atrocity, atrocity is committed. And I'm not going to talk politics. The, the purpose of the show is to unify and to explore and to take you to the peak. As I say, K2 is the banner of a new dimension. So I'm not even going to give credence and time to that. But when religion is used and it's removed from love and it's used for destructive, manipulative purposes, whether to kill, coerce, or even to find purpose for people to do what they think they need to do, that is removed from God. God is... is unifying 7 billion people because it's in all creation. So that, that's what I'll say with that. But it's our interpretation of God that dictates who we're really going to for renewal, our interpretation. If it's pure love, a place nothing other than full acceptance and unity can coexist, full acceptance and unity. So as I say, I'll touch on this again because it is something worldwide. When an organization commits any kind of atrocity, claiming it's in the name of God, it must be the wrong God because love is, is to give love and to unify where there is need, right? Where there is need, where there is a demand or a supply need, that becomes supplied. It's really where, where do we go to for renewal, this is the thing that will create our adversity. Are we going to the world and the media? Because we are saturated with media. We're saturated, particularly today, with the ad, uh, you know, introduction of laptops and computers. It becomes so easy to get hooked into the bad news channel. Before, many years ago, when we didn't have all this connectivity, the advantage of that, and I tell you the advantage of that, is we were not always soaked and our mind was not always drenched in negative media. Negative media, as you know, when you plant a seed, the seed you plant grows. If I plant a rose, I, I have a flower. If I plant a, a, you know, an olive branch, I get olives. So it's very important that we're going to renewal to places that will 
be places that will give us stability, hope, a future, and a plan. But the fear is, 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 is growing because we, we have become a society of, of separation. And this is because we've let many times the enemy take over. Um, the purpose of this, you were created in, in God's likeness and his image. That purpose is not fear because he says, my yoke is easy, cast all the burdens on me. We're just really designed to be in a state of being, which is a state of freedom. It's not weakness because, you know, well, you can have a lot of knowledge and be riveted by news media, antidepressants, helplessness, hopelessness, and even suicidal thoughts with three doctrines. It's, it's really when you're in a state of being, that is in a full state of power, because when we become less, the God that renews us becomes more. So we need to move away from the mindset that if we're, we're becoming less, we're becoming weak. No, in actual fact, when we're turning to news media and multiplying adversity. That is what's weakening us because we're turning to fear, depression, anxiety, and we're altering our lives. We're not traveling, we're not doing this, and we're constantly living, expecting maybe the next bad thing to happen, expecting maybe another bomb or another thing. So that, in essence, is not strength. That actually is weakness. Strength is saying, I am not putting my faith in fear, it's, it is faith, by the way. If we put something in fear, we're putting our hope and our future in, in that thing that's fear. So this is, is faith. This is why I didn't write container for change, because we need to change this container. We have a society that's tremendously, a world that's tremendously separated. It's separated through evil. Sickness, abuse, and disappointments have become really our norm because we're not renewing with the one who, who planted us. We need to be like a tree that's planted by the river. In times of trouble, the tree is fed. In times of drought, the tree is fed. So, in other words, whatever is going on on the outside, because we've put our fear in the unseen, become manifest, which is greater than the seen, we are going in surety. It's just like if your father, I'm, I'm using a parable now, if your father is at the other end of the pool, you know that water is deep, but your conviction conviction because you and, and also your faith in him to help you when you're above your level to save you from the deep water is there and that puts you forward so by refocusing our renewal what will happen is you'll find instead of being stuck in antidepressants depression anxiety sleep pills we're riddled in this 65% of people are using one or more of these things it's not the way you were designed it's creating chemicals in the body that are creating an imbalance we need to renew ourselves in a different way but we're about to take a break i've got a lot of things in the second segment it was great being in this first segment and i look forward to the next segment god bless we're making it easier to listen to the voice america talk radio network live wherever you go on iphone blackberry or android download it from the apple itunes app store blackberry app world or android market where can you listen to some of the world's top life coaches ready to share success tips and entrepreneurial guidance? The Voice America Empowerment Channel will do just that. Hear about personal growth, building a better business, inspirational life stories, and personal branding. You'll find it every day at VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. 
How do you define work? Is it that mundane Monday through Friday place that seems to be sucking a third of your life out of you? Or have you made it a place of personal fulfillment, achievement, and purpose? If you are looking to make your work life the latter, tune in to Working on Purpose with Elise Cortez. There are all kinds of inspiring work-life stories told by people who have made work something to look forward to every day. Working on Purpose can be heard every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. tuned in to New Dimensions. To reach Reverend Nicholas or his guests today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to nbarrett28 at yahoo.com. Now, back to New Dimensions. Hello, welcome back. Um, Hope you had a good break there. Touching back on adversity, I mean, obviously that's the heart of the show. It's about who do we look at in adversity? Do we look at something bigger than ourselves or do we just look at our circumstances? If we look at our circumstances and how bad things are, then we get stuck. We get stuck multiplying adversity and there is no solution in looking at the problem. We need to look up at something higher than ourselves that brings the resolve. When I look at the morning sky, I see sapphire blue. I see expansive. I see the birds flying by. see crashing waves in the shoreline. All of creation gives us a feeling that there's something way bigger, something way bigger that we were created for to be. And I'm here to tell you right now, no matter how mighty your battle, God has already appointed a day of victory. We need not wallow in fear because he's written the start, the middle, and the end. And just as I explained to you, as your father being at the end of the pool, we already know the end is great. The problem is in the middle. It's from the beginning to the end. If our steps have been set before us, we already know the victory has been appointed. The problem is as humans, we get out of track and out of step, and we look at the challenge and not the way through the challenge. We look at the adversity that becomes our God, instead of looking at the God in our adversity. And I'll repeat that. We look at the adversity, and that becomes our God, instead of looking at God in the adversity. It's very easy to get off track, because what we focus on continues just to build, and then what builds becomes our reality. It's part of our lives, but it's how we perceive those adversities, and what you do with them that will ultimately speed up your course or delay your course. I mean, the journey from Egypt to the promised land, it was an 11-day, an meant to be an 11-day journey that took 40 years to cross. And all of this was because God wanted the people to go through to the Red Sea so there'd be no turning back. Because when the sea closed, he knows we have a habit in our humanity, we have a habit to go back to what's comfortable. Even if the marriage isn't comfortable, or the job isn't comfortable, or the relationship isn't comfortable, or the news media isn't comfortable. And anything out of the realm of love is not comfortable. I just want to put that out there. But we grow adjusted and acclimated to our environment, which minimizes our lives to be mundane and routine, circular, mundane and routine. This is why this happens, because we have a habit of going back. I don't have enough time to go through this, but in a carnal, separated way, we continue to challenge. And this is why he didn't want the Israelites to turn back. 
Many things in our lives take way longer because we need to go back before we go forward. If we're trial shapes of clay, we continue sometimes to make the same mistakes. In other words, God will send you Sally, then he'll send you Jenny, then he'll send you Michelle until we become healed, until we become less stuck in in our cyclical problems with relationships, whatever our, our problems are. I'm using that as an example. We need to use adversity as a training ground to a better version of ourselves. And when we get our heads around this, that's really a paradigm shift in a container. When you rework your mind to think this is an adversity, but it's working for me because God can use it to transform me into his masterpiece. Digression becomes progression. I'm not saying I want to go through these adversities, but they're part of life. So if I'm stuck with them, if you have a stack of cards, those are the cards you need to play. Are we going to play them in depression? Are we going to play them in antisocial behavior? Are we going to play them out reacting as opposed to being proactive? Because the more we react, we cannot have a healthy life when we're reacting. He is the author and the finisher of your journey. It's not over. He's about to push you to the next level. God is unlimited because he's everywhere, but evil is limited. Limited to the place it decides to be. Yes, it can take out 130 people or more, but it is limited. A forest is 50,000 square feet, but if I take a really high-powered halogen lamp, I will make an effect in that. I will impact that forest with light. So love always excels. Love is light. It always excels darkness. But the problem is we've let darkness to permeate, so our focus is darkness, so there is no room for light. We need to minimize the light to bring the love in, which is God, which will change our attitudes to adversity, or change our behaviors to adversity, and very much break off the things that have been a bondage and have left us in this holding pattern. Because the tragedy, as I said before, is not that we die, because that's inevitable, but it takes us so long to die. And if I'm focused on this adversity and this news media, and that's taking my mind, that is really controlling me taking dominion because fear takes dominion. I've handed myself over and minimized myself and really said to God, you know what, what you've given me, you've created me in your image. I'm not going to listen to you. I'm made strong in my weakness because you make me stronger. You give me vision. But very often the worst thing, and I tell you worse than if we're born blind, it's actually worse to be born with vision, with sight, but no vision. And I repeat that again, to be born blind, it's actually worse to be born with eyes and not be able to see because you've been given this gift that's really put you into uh, a state of a holding pattern, a bondage. You're created more, you're created greater, but patterns really will, seasons are shaping us. Um, if, it, if something is not tested, it doesn't gain strength, it doesn't gain endurance. And like the apostle Paul said, think it all joy that I have these trials. We're promised these trials because in those trials, I'm not dependent upon what's going on on the outside of me because I know on the inside of me is way greater. So if we come to the realization that we're created in God's image, it takes straight away away the limitations that we've set because it's our mind set them. We're not created with them, but we recreate them in our separation through feeding off society, through feeding off news media. I'm looking at news media. I try not to but it's focused on posturing. If I have a fire burning and I go and say, right, I can throw a bigger fire at you, I'm multiplying my fire. 
but if I throw sand on the fire, let's say sand could represent love, empathy, compassion, then I'm minimizing the fire. But the way we operate in our separated state and in a, in a non-God state, and this is, is I throw, flex a muscle, someone else flexes a muscle. I throw a bullet, I, another person throws 10 bullets. But by putting the opposite onto that, you're minimizing that that you're trying to eliminate. And very often when we try and take out one evil, very simply, another one is born that's far greater. And again, I'm not going to touch on, on politics on this, but this is a God issue, not a politics issue. The world is starving for meaning, starving for purpose, and people will attach themselves even to destructive behaviors in order to find meaning and purpose because we've been more separated than at any time before. And adversity very often is in separation, more separated from God at any time before because we have led it to believe that we can do anything ourselves and we've changed the way we look at things. Our, our perspective has completely been disheveled. But so with this power, as I say, if that, if that forest was telling you about, it can totally change the thing that we have right now. We're born with this ability. We're born with physical, emotional problems. We're circumstantially molded. We hear that voice so loud that we don't hear the voice of God, the voice of God in, in, in that change. I'm going to touch on a story about an athlete. His name is Blake Leeper. He's an amazing man. He was actually born without legs below the knees. He's known as the African Blade Runner. He's never been one for excuses, but he's defied all the odds because he's won countless titles as a Paralympic runner. When life told him he was crippled, when life told him he was infirm, what God told him is he can do way greater. He's preparing for Rio, Brazil in 2016. It's all about finding abilities in your disabilities. Disabilities are adversity because under the banner of adversity, as we went over that, it could be an abusive home, it could be an abusive parent, it could be born in a war zone, it could be born with, born with a, a, a bodily misfunction. This is all disabilities, which is adversity. Anything that's working as a tool that we perceive that's against us is working as adversity. But when we flip it, you can't change those disabilities, you can't change those abilities. When you flip them, they can work for you. He's faced insurmountable obstacles as a paraplegic athlete, but he never let his disabilities stop him. He followed his dreams, which was his God purpose, because wherever we go in is really uncomfortable. I just want to let you know, when we're breaking through a really hard season and we feel we can no longer do it, and I've been there many times, believe me, God takes over and makes this happen. He makes it possible where you could not do it on yourself. If you focus on the media, you'll never do it. If you focus on a doctor's report, you'll never, never do it. It's about embracing your cards you've got because God gave them to you and taking your created state, whatever that disability is, created state means as you are, as you are, and moving forward as you are and accomplishing something glorious. We have a choice to either spend our lives in resistance or in progressive persistence. And I'll repeat that. We have a choice to either spend our lives in resistance or consistent persistence. Blake speaks all around the world. And I'm here to tell you, whatever your disability, 
whatever your disability, don't listen to the adversity. Don't listen to the doctor's report. There's something really, there's a message for somebody in this, and God's put it on my heart to, to say this. Do not listen to, it's not possible, you're born without legs, you're in a wheelchair, you're ugly, you're three, four hundred pounds, you'll never amount to anything because the God that made you and created you in his image has your victory already planned. He has the beginning, the middle, and the end. The only thing is he didn't get, give the evildoer, the devil, he didn't give him the pen so he couldn't write your end. The author and the finisher is God. He's the one with the pen. We need to rebuild the faith this is the container for change, is, is refocusing what we're looking at. Very simply, what we're looking at has, is tearing society, it's tearing marriages, it's tearing families. So we need to completely shift our adversities. I actually am going to speak in the next segment about this. I actually like adversity because it's made me who I was today. Ten years ago, before my adversity, I hadn't been through adversity. Ten years ago, I thought it was real cool. I had qualifications. I had money. I had this. I had that. But you know what? I had nothing because I was waking up in fear. I was waking up without energy. I was waking up focusing on me and trying to solve me. Now I've been through adversity. Things have flipped. Yes, I have a little bit less, but you know what? I have a whole lot more because I have a plan and a purpose that can help elucidate people who are going through this. I think about helping people, think about speaking to people, my books, my psychology, all of this is designed as a tool to help elucidate someone who needs this message. Maybe three million people need it today, but maybe one person needs it. Not the 99 that have already been found, but the one that was lost. Would you leave the one sheep or would you go after the one sheep? And what that basically means is it doesn't matter how many we touch, but when you touch one, that person can then become a world changer because they're touching people and they can transform. Just like Blake Leeper, he used his disability to become his ability and his adversity became his persistent pursuit of creating something out of what he was told was nothing. And this message is for somebody. Um, I love you all. We're going to speak at the, uh, in the next segment and, um, but we're all sharing this journey together. We're all never really fully at the peak because God is perfect. We'll never be that. Even though we're created in his image, we're still created in separation. But we can try. We don't need to be something wonderful. We just need to be available, available to change the hearts and minds of people to counter terrorism, not with fire, but with sand, with hope, with purpose. Thank you. And I'll see you back at the next segment. God bless. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Are you happy in your life, or are you just settling? It's time to speak out, take control of your existence, and let your life speak. Bart Queen is the host of A Hero's Journey. His personal goal is to help you find your voice, use that voice, and live the life that you deserve to live. Do more, be more, and give more. Tune in to A Hero's Journey on the Voice America Empowerment Channel, live every Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. You owe it to yourself to tune in and make your voice count. When is the last time you saw sparkles of life in your day? 
Each day holds a treasure, the extra in the ordinary. It is too easy to miss them because they're familiar and we take them for granted. If you want to add sparkle to your day, listen to Mighty Gems, spotlighting everyday jewels with Dee Lee. She offers a new way to view the world and to discover your own Mighty Gems in daily life. Listen Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You are tuned in to New Dimensions. To reach Reverend Nicholas or his guest today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to nbarrett28 at yahoo.com. Now, back to New Dimensions. Hello there. Thanks for joining the next segment. I'm uh, excited about this segment, too. and I'm glad you've, uh, you've decided to tune on. Um, I'm hoping to shine light in whichever dark places it needs to be shined. I'm doing this all for God's glory. He's given me this message on my heart for you guys. And whoever it touches, I hope that it's going to plant seeds that will get you to explore further, that will break you away from the things that are holding you. The things that are holding you down are learned behaviors that have kept you in a cyclical pattern that are not the greater version of you. As I say, we don't need to be something wonderful. We just need to be available, available for others, but also available to hear the, the voice of God, the voice of hope, the voice of restoration, and the, the voice of, of life. We need to run towards our dreams. We need to run towards our dreams, not past our disabilities. Mountain climbers, they can save time and energy if they reach the summit in a helicopter. But their ultimate purpose is not to conquest the peak. It's not efficiency. Sure, they want to reach the goal of peaking it, but what they want to do is they want to test their character and test their resolve. The purpose of our lives is not to be stuck or to even feel challenges of bringing us down, but is, is the journey, is, is the end of the journey, how you finish. God doesn't care about how you are today or how you were yesterday. It's what you're to become, the next best version of yourself, to cocoon into a new level. So wherever you're at and whatever you've passed, you already have that victory because you're breathing. If you're listening to this, even if you're in a wheelchair, you're breathing. Everything that's come before you, you have passed it. You've had something in you, right, greater than you to pass it. You've got up out of bed this morning, so therefore, there's a reason why. There is a reason why. So it's the, the, the journey is to get to the mountain peak, not to take the easy route because it's in the testing that we season and develop to be something better when we're tested. God can create, could create ready-made scientists, mathematicians, and athletes, but he doesn't do that. He creates a seed that becomes a baby, that grow, comes out of the womb, and we take on roles over a long process. Whatever we're doing, we could be running a country, we could be in a, working in a coffee shop. The expertise we have, as, even as a parent, it's taken a process of honing. It's taken a process of challenges, taken a process of mistakes, cultivating discipline, endurance, and patience. But we then find satisfaction and reward. If I landed on the top of K2 with a helicopter, yeah, I can tell friends, whoa, I summited. But deep down inside, I'll have a hollow void because I know that I've achieved absolutely nothing. The achievement is always in the test. It's always in the climb. 
The achievement is always in the test and the climb. It's never in the victory. We can, anybody can claim a trophy, but if that trophy doesn't have challenge, sweat, and toil, it has no value. <clears throat> the value of getting anything in life, whether it's a PhD, is the struggle, the hours of struggle, the hours of toil, the hours of um, depriving yourself from doing certain things and just focusing on doing what you need to do. It's not always in life what we want to do, and this is in our human state, it's what we need to do. So we need to rise above these things. So a lot, a lot we're getting through, and I'm having, if cancer or paralysis or a car accident prompts us to draw near to God, and this is what I'm saying, a trial shape of clays, whatever challenge comes, you've got to work it. Whatever comes, we need to draw on God's strength to become more conformed to his character, which is unlimited, right? And regardless of our human condition or the natural forces that we have that are trying to steal our joy, God will always be glorified in this. And our end is always certain because we know that our father is always at the end of the swimming pool with a hand to help us when the water gets too deep. There will be times that life gets too hard. There'll be times that we want to crawl under a stone. There'll be times, but instead of running to a Band-Aid, which is the alcohol, the Prozac, the anger on the roads, even infidelity, it's running to something that's going to numb, right? A situation that's beyond our control, because that's why we're needing to numb it. If we were in control, we wouldn't need to numb it. But when we go back to the one who made us, we get renewal and hope in that challenge. It doesn't make the challenge go away. And I want you to get your head around this. It doesn't make a challenge go away, but it makes the challenge a tool to make you better and stronger. Because you've been tested. They test buildings in Japan in, in, in earthquake zones to know how to build the foundation so the building doesn't collapse in an earthquake. Well, if we don't test ourselves, how are we going to know how strong, how strong we are and what we can resist? We need to prepare ourselves for battle before we're in the battle. And you and I know that if we put a Band-Aid on something, which is the worldly things, we're masking something. We need to put on the, the full armor. The full armor of God, that means love and hope. I mean, that's, in, in essence, love, hope, and a life fully that you were created for. And when you have love and hope, and you put your faith in love and hope, in hope that you know all things are going to work for your good, all these things begin to fall off us one by one. It's like a chopping process. The things that used to haunt me, the relationship that didn't work or the, the drug addiction or whatever someone's had in their lives, the, even the paralysis, those things begin to fall off as, not as your adversity, but that, as I said, the progressive endurance of persistence that turns that into way more. Faith is the substance of things promised but not yet seen. So we haven't seen it, but because we're promised, but where is that promise coming from? Is it coming from news media? Is it coming from terrorism? Is it coming from drugs we're taking? Of course not. It has to come from the one that created us in his image. So we've got to go back to source. If my car has a lot of problems, I need to go back to the manual of the car maker. If I have a Mercedes Benz, there's no point going to a, 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 an Audi car manual and trying to do something intricate that's for that particular car that has that characteristic. You have the characteristics of God, so you need to go back to that to, to get back in character, to get back in sync and alignment with your plan and your purpose. 
it makes us more like him. The diversity, adversity makes us more like God if we allow him to work in and through us because it be, we become more loving, we become more enduring, right? But we also become more persistent, but at the same time, we become more hopeful that we can offer hope and joy to others around us. Never think that one person can't make a change. Jesus made a change as one person. If that didn't happen, if one person doesn't start, nothing can happen. If a designer of the Empire State Building, for example, didn't have that vision to design something, nothing would have happened. So you may be one person and one idea, but just like Blake Leeper, who's winning medals, it starts with us. It doesn't start with, well, the news media's got to change, or the government's got to change, or, or my boss has got to change. No, it doesn't. We, it starts from us, the microwave system, inside out, inside out. So you can be in this world, but be transformed by the renewing of the mind. What that means is an, it's an internal, basically an internal revelation becomes your external manifestation. Your internal revelation becomes your external manifestation. Just like modern society says, when the pin drops, an aha moment means that ah, you see something that's triggered your heart and your spirit inside of you that's been so powerful that it's changing the outside of you. I read lots of stories as a pastor and psychologist. I read a lot of stories of empowerment. As I say, I don't focus on news media that often. And I just want to read you a story. I can't remember the woman's name in this story. So we can just call her Paula. She'd become hurt, so she had to have surgery for a hernia. The doctor told Heather and her family that it would be a minor surgery. While in this surgery, a complication occurred and Heather began to hemorrhage. Paula's heart stopped, stopped on the operating table during the surgery. For all intents and purposes, Paula was now dead. The doctors tried to revive her. She was actually in a coma for three weeks and it became worse and worse and worse. Her doctor told her husband to start planning a funeral because there was no way that she'd make it back. No way that she'd make it back. But miraculously, Paula came out of her coma as if nothing went wrong. Paula's doctor was an unbeliever, but he was so amazed by what happened in this moment that he actually became a believer. And he's, the doctor is now actually ministering to people and encouraging people around the world. But if you look at this Paula's tragic experience is it brought the doctor to a different place, but it also brought the doctor now to be elucidating and helping other people. And if you look at the, I, I don't have time to cover this, but if you look at the Bible, it's all about adversity becoming something more. Joseph was sold to slavery by his family, which is a tragedy, but from a slave, he became the second in command of Potiphar's house. And then being accused as a rapist, as a prisoner, he then delivered his family out and then the nation out. So God can use whatever you feel is working against you to be for you, but it involves a persistent pursuit, a persistent pursuit of, of just rehoning where we're getting renewed in the adversity. What am I focusing on? All things are working for our benefit. It's going to focus on a little bit more of, um, on my story in the next segment. Your journey has been written. We need to work on looking at opportunities, opportunities that will not return. An opportunity cannot be restored, but you will get other opportunities. The season you're in is not the season that it's all over. You will get to your destination because your story has already been written. We need to believe very often in the middle 
Lazarus was actually in a cave. As you know, they put him in a cave and his sister, Mary, said that he's actually reported that he's actually dead. She reported that to Jesus. Lazarus is dying. He's sick. To put this in a, in a nutshell, to land the plane on it, he came back four days later and though he said, this is not to death. And then said, Lazarus is dead. But because it was already written that it wasn't to death, what manifested is that he was risen. So what we're looking at now, we may be looking at a dead situation, what we feel is a dead situation in our lives. But with faith, it's not over. It's not over because we can be more. We must have faith in the middle before we get to the promised land. We need to sometimes praise in the trial before we get the victory in the trial. So it's not over because your story has already been written and we know the pen is written in love and we know that will manifest in whatever it is now, greater is yet to come in your story. You just need to believe in the middle. We need to get faith in the middle. And I use that Lazarus story because in their human form, they were complaining, how can you leave your friend who you love for two more days? And it becomes four days. Where are you? Where are you? And he's there all the time. God is where we put him. If we put him on a bookshelf, he's there. If he's big G, he's big G. If he's small G, he's small G. Whatever we feel it in our hearts, we need to make the effort to make it bigger. And I look forward to seeing you in the next segment. It's been a blessing so far, and I'm really hoping I'm helping someone with this. And I'll talk to you soon. God bless. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you ready for a health, life, and empowerment show in one? Then be sure to listen every week for Living Well with Ann Beal. Ann takes her long-running TV show to the Internet Talk Radio Airwaves with guest experts and insight designed to help you live a healthy and successful life. By hearing from the experts and those who have found success, our goal is that you too will be motivated to do the same. Living Well with Ann Beal can be heard every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Do you have complete control over your thoughts and your life? It seems like we do, but there are always outside forces that are wreaking havoc with that control. How do we get our thoughts back on track, so to speak? Listen for help. My thoughts are holding me hostage with Dr. Jeffrey Fannin. When you command the power of thought, you can achieve or have whatever you want. Make the laws of the universe work for you. Tune in every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Follow us on Twitter at Voice America TRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN. You are tuned in to New Dimensions. To reach Reverend Nicholas or his guest today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to nbarrett28 at yahoo.com. Now, back to New Dimensions. Hello again. Uh, Welcome to this next segment. Um, I'm hoping to get all the things in in these segments. Uh, I was speaking, we just, before we finish this, previous segment we're speaking about Lazarus but I'll I'll boil that down without spending too much time on it the story had already been written 
because God's the author, the beginning, the end, the alpha, and the omega. He already knew Lazarus wasn't going to die. But in their human form, Mary and Martha, they started panicking. Your friend's dying. How come you're taking two more days? It's been four days. Where are you? Where are you? Why aren't you answering our prayers? He said, I didn't promise that Lazarus wouldn't die. What I promised was that that it wouldn't lead to death. In other words, sometimes something that's dead in us, sometimes our disability, our doctor's report, our cancer, our broken marriage, our addictions, our trials, our tribulations, that's dead in us, that's the middle. We need to press in. A lot of prayers don't get answered because we don't press in. We get caught up in adversity and in news media, which we hear in our heads, but we don't hear God saying, move forward, move forward, move forward. Just like the 40-year journey, right? The 11-mile journey that took 40 years. He supplied fire at night, which was to light the path, right? And cloud by day to keep them cool. So, To become active and living in that word, what it really means is we will be supplied just like the birds that fly free from worry. Put your burdens on me because my yoke is easy. We need to be in a state of being, knowing that we'll be supplied. This way will not be affected by terrorism as much in the same way because we will be approaching that knowing that there's a power greater than the evil knowing we have a torchlight that we can shine. But it's not just you. It's 7 billion people if we can unify, not segregate. Because media and adversity, what it does, it brings fear. And if you've looked at a pack of rats, when there's fear, or a herd of bison or zebra, when you attract fear, they scatter. And They scatter and they go all over into different places. And in that scattering, you get separation. And as you and I already know, in in that separation, you get the breakdown. You get the breakdown of society, of families, of races. All this has come because we've scattered, because we're not listening, right, to the right voice. We're all listening to something. question is, are we listening to the right thing? The right thing will be getting us away from a feeling of feeling bad. And I don't know who I'm speaking to now, but whoever is feeling not great or feeling depressed or feeling anxious, something internally, you're just not focusing on the right thing. We all have a focus, but we, we know it's not on the right thing. I'm going to go into my, into my story now of, of adversity. There's many, many things, but I, I, I'm grateful for all the, in all those things, just like the Apostle Paul, not grateful for them because some of them I wouldn't want to go through again, but grateful in them. And this is really to um, challenge and motivate and inspire. We all go through seasons. We go through tremendous trials that come without warning. They come without warning, but unless we've prepared beforehand, just like when a rainstorm comes, unless we made sure the door is not going to leak, we're going to get flooded. So if we make, if we make our hearts right and we hone them in right, guess whatever comes, yes, it's tough. There will be tears, but in the morning, there'll always be joy. There will be tears, but there'll be something tangible that we can work through. I want to take you back to 2006. It was the last few days before Christmas. I flew into London, Heathrow Airport. I looked around that airport, busy airport, a few days before Christmas. I looked to try and notice my father. He was a a tall, handsome, dark man, um, tanned, 
with nice, beautiful, thick white hair at that time. I looked and I saw in the distance a man who barely resembled him. He'd become frail, slightly bent, slightly ashen. Um, There was something very different about his gait, about his posture, about his stance, about the way he greeted me. We drove home and we continued to chat, and I then was greeted by my mother. And she said, I'd like to have a private word with you. This was, you know, totally unexpected. So we went into the room, into a room, and she said to me, your father's, I've got something to tell you. Things have changed dramatically very suddenly. Your father's come down with Parkinson's disease. There is no cure for this, and he's on limited time. He's on limited time. A year earlier, dark, handsome, hopeful, strong. Totally debilitated by this disease. Totally debilitated by this disease. The next two years was a succession of long-distance transatlantic trips. I visited regularly at that time because I wanted to have no reserves, no retreats, and no regrets. We cannot bring back opportunity lost. We can get new opportunities but opportunity lost cannot get restored. And there's a message in here for somebody. If you have something to patch up, this is around the holidays, with any relative that's breathing and living, the time to do it is right now because we can never do it once the opportunity is lost. Once they're gone, it'll never happen. Two years later, precisely two years later, I received a phone call actually from my mother. I got up early one morning in Los Angeles. It was about 6 a.m. And I remember looking at my phone and it said 13 missed calls. And I thought it must be an important call. Maybe they're asking me about (laughs) cake or fish for Christmas. But no, um, the call basically said your father's gone. Sudden. I remember my heart plunged down between my ankles as if I'd fallen through the depths of this earth. My hero and best friend was gone. I'd already been in ministry. God had divinely orchestrated this to happen. This was in 2008, December 13th. I'd already been in ministry since 2006 at a spiritual center called Oasis with Pastor Philip. God bless you, Philip. If you're listening, he's amazing. I was on the back row in 06, but then the following week I was in the front row. God had already prepared me for this challenge without me realizing in 2006, that in 2008, my hero would be no longer. So a few days later, this is 2008, because it's December 13th, I flew to London for the funeral wake, which was December 19th, my mother's birthday. I remember walking into this long room and seeing my father laying to rest in a pinstripe suit with a smile on his face. I felt a clap of gold, a clap of thunder, and a warm feeling on my shoulder as if God was saying, my child, I have you. I have you covered. And I knew from that day on, today life would never be the same for me. I spoke at my father's funeral. Life would never be the same. I looked inwardly and I could see birds. I could see skies. I could see people. I could see struggles. But God had already set my plan because I was in the front row of Hillsong London praising him. I had the same experience in 2012 when I flew to London for my mother. She'd actually fallen 12 feet onto a stone wall. My brother called me. 
Um, she's in hospital. I arrive in London six days later, which is March the 2nd. Doctor pats me on the shoulder. Basically, she's going to die. I told her I've been praying. She nodded her head. Less than five minutes later, she was gone. Less than five minutes later, she was gone. F- following morning, I, I went back to L.A. Two weeks later, I returned to actually preach this time because I was a pastor, preached at a funeral um, about change and adversity. And we're running out of time. But what I'm going to tell you is whatever you're looking at, do not look at the enemy. Do not look at the media. You need to look at God who has his hand at the end of that pool and he's already ready. He's already started your story. He has the middle and he's finished it. He has this pen. He's written the journey for you. The devil does not have the pen in his hands. You need to turn back to who you were created to be. Do not look at your trial as being something that will break you. It's a process. It's a journey of perfection, a journey of perfecting you. You need to go out with, with a different mindset. It's not over. Whatever disability, whatever marriage, whatever addiction, I want you to have the best Christmas you can, but you need to refocus. I didn't have a full chance to tell you the entire story, but I'm landing the plane. Who are you looking at in the trials? Who are you looking at in the media? Who are you looking at the terrorism and the adversity? You need consistent persistence, not resistance. It's working for you. You are a masterpiece. You are glorious. I love you. God loves you even more. And together, we're going to climb this mountain because we're all unified in one. Thank you for listening and have a great week. Goodbye. God bless. Search the sky Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of New Dimensions. Please join Rev. Nicholas Barrett again next Wednesday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a blessed week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.